We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The score! I am sincerely disappointed that I'm leaving without the opportunity to finish what I was brought in to do. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. That's the voice of Tony LaRusso. I'm David Hall with Bruce Levine until 11 o'clock. We're talking White Sox. We're talking offseason. We're talking playoffs and Cubs as well. And we are now talking to our friend at USA Today, Bob Nightingale. He covers the league, and we go out to the guest hotline, sponsored by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great, David. Hey, Bruce. Hey, what's going on, Bob? So, Bob, let's start with the the managerial search, and and I think that we are at a point where a lot of us thought the Sox would eventually get, but they're there because of the disappointment of 2022, because – the Tony La Russa experiment, if you will, from the viewpoint of a lot of people in Chicago, didn't work. It wasn't, uh, wasn't a successful one. How do you view it? I know that you have connections within the organization. I know you think a lot about Tony La Russa and respect him. But from your vantage point, how would you describe the last two years? You know, I don't, I'm surprised all the, uh, <laughs> all the ven- venom against uh, Tony La Russa. I mean, if, if you look at it, you know, it's two years. Last year, uh, they won the division. Won the division for the first time since uh, 2008. Uh, a, a marvelous job, and they got beat by the Houston Astros. Anybody, anybody's gonna get beat by the Houston Astros. They weren't as good as the Astros. Uh, the Astros proven proved only Atlanta was better. So uh, I don't care who is managing that team, and nobody's gonna get more out of them. So uh, you know, people, you know, forget that. You know, this year obviously was uh, a huge disappointment. Uh, you know, hey, he steps he steps away, and uh, you know, with the health thing, Miguel Cairo takes over. You know, they start to play well, then they fall apart under him too. So you know, sometimes you know guys have to look themselves in the mirror. So you know, you can't just blame this thing on one manager. I mean, it doesn't work that way. Bob, uh, is it roster construction uh, more than anything else that stood out to you this year? Here's a team for the first time I can't I can't remember except for a strike or a strike or a pandemic shortened season, a White Sox team uh, since uh, since uh, 1970 that didn't have a, a 20 home run hitter on it. Was it just a failure of uh, slug by this team combined with injuries? 
can they bring this team back the way uh, it was pretty much in total and, and expect to compete next year? No, I mean, they, uh, yeah, they had so many things go wrong. I mean, you guys watch it or they're unwatchable. I mean, seemed un- unathletic too. Uh, everybody seemed to be the same type of player. So, no, I think they got to, uh, you know, pretty much blow that thing up uh, and, and make a lot of guys available. You know, they got the most uh, value is by, you know, it's Tim Anderson because he's got two option years left at a, uh, uh, you know, team-friendly contract. I would think he would bring the most. Uh, I don't think there's any way in the world they bring back Jose Abreu. Love the guy. You know, he still had a strong season. But you got to change things up in there. And I, I think they need a uh, – a loud voice in that clubhouse too. Some guy to kind of uh, lead and uh, and be the guy that they rally around. So I think they'll make a lot of moves this offseason. So I want to get back to the manager for a moment, but the Abreu thing is interesting too, Bob. So let let's start with uh, the Larusa factor and moving on from him. There were the unorthodox moves. There was walking the guy on one and two count. There were some unusual lineups, and there's just the overall complacency that I feel like crept in because the White Sox did underachieve, but they weren't exactly going all out in the effort either. And that's on the manager to me because you tell players to go 75% to watch. And I think eventually that kind of mindset allows the complacency to creep in. And we saw a team that counted on, you know, their talent, the backs of their baseball cards, and they never lived up to potential. I do think they need a shakeup with a different mindset and a different culture. What I just described of the managers who are available, of the ones you think they might pursue, who comes to mind first? Who might be some of those managers that can shake things up and do things in a way that's more predictable? Yeah, it's almost like you need a uh, a younger, you know, uh, Tony Larusa back in in the day, and that's why you know, kind of question when they brought Larusa in, you know, I, I thought, hey, this guy's a Hall of Fame manager, everything else, but I think. Tony wanted to be accepted a lot more you know, by the players, so he wasn't the same guy yelling and screaming. Not saying to do that every day, but I think you need a guy that jump on guys. Um, Brian Snicker did that in uh, with Atlanta this year. They were kind of mulling around, had a team meeting, and boom, they took off and never looked back. Uh, you know, we look at managers that can do that. You know, you look at a guy like uh, Bruce Bochy. I mean, won three World Series for a reason. Uh, you know, was Bruce 65, 66. I don't know if they want to stay away from that sort of thing. But I think uh, a guy like Bochy with his resume, you know, just brings that, you know, that kind of presence in the clubhouse. Uh, Mike Schilt, you know, one in St. Louis uh, for a few years, uh, you know, he's looking to uh, become a manager again. I think they want to get a guy with experience, you know, uh, if, if Alex Cora wanted to leave and things that got so bad with him and Heim Bloom, I think he would have been the, the, the perfect fit. Uh, I would like to see a guy like Carlos Beltran step in, but you know Beltran has an experience, and I don't know if they want to win right now. So uh, I, I really believe they're going to go the route with experience. This time around, how much will Jerry Reinsdorf, in your opinion, have an impact on who's hired? We know Jerry's always going to sign off on uh, who's the manager. The last time around, it was his pick. How do you think the uh, the powers that are within with Kenny and with Rick and Jerry divided up as to the final say so final decision on this manager. Yeah, I mean I think uh, you know he's going to leave it up to you know Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn to pick the guy. 
and obviously he's got to approve uh, uh, it. I mean, even you know, going back to LaRusso hire, I mean, obviously that's who Jerry Reinsdorf wanted, but Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams sign off on it. I mean, if, if anybody was that disturbed, I didn't see anybody quit the organization and say, okay, I'm leaving, and they sign off on it and say, okay, uh, it's your team. You know, he, I mean, Tony interview yeah. wasn't like an interview. So, yeah, you know, everybody's, everybody's responsible. Know. So same, you know, so same thing here. It's like, uh, you know, it's Rick, this is, you know, Rick Hahn and uh, Ken Williams' decision. But, hey, one of signs a check that if he doesn't like the guy, everything's going to work. They're not going to hire I'm, him. I, I can't agree with you on that one, Bob. Uh, that, that one is, uh, that was a clear Jerry pick. If uh, Rick and uh, Kenny wanted to go somewhere else after the pick, that was up to them. But uh, this was right. this this was clear. And, and you're right. You you said it in a in a in a more articulate way than I'm saying it. That no, this was his pick. And uh, you know Jerry's been involved in every pick of a manager. So I'm not I'm not asking for uh, earth breaking you know news about the idea that he's going to be involved. Jerry's always going to say, and he said this to me, and I'm sure he said it to you many times, you want to replace the manager, that's great. Now tell me, our next manager, why he's going to be as good or better, and uh, then I'll go ahead and sign off on it. That's, that's, I'm sure that won't be any different this time. No, I mean, what would have been very intriguing if LaRusso didn't have the health problems? Would he have been back next year? I think he would have been. Uh, you know, I'm not sitting in front of office wanting them back, but I think he would have been uh, in this case. But yeah, I mean, even even trades, even free agent signings. I mean, that's the front office decision. But those things don't happen unless Jerry Reinstorf says, "Okay, uh, you know, go ahead." I mean, he's he's going to write the checks. We're talking with Bob Nightingale from USA Today here on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio six seven. The score, David Hall, Bruce Levine. Bob, you said something about Jose Abreu, who is as popular of a White Sox player as there has been since probably Paul Konerko. Nine years on the south side, came over from Cuba, and has, has been one of their best players since the day he arrived. I don't know if the White Sox can afford to bring him back, but there's an element and there's a belief that maybe they can't afford to let him go either because of his leadership, because of what he means to the organization. They are stockpiled with designated hitters. But you were pretty definitive. You think that there is no way the White Sox bring Jose Abreu back to uh, to Chicago? I guess I should say no way. I, I just don't see it. I think they need to shake things up in the in the clubhouse. Uh, you know, hey, he's a great guy. Is he a leader? I don't know about that. Uh, you know, he was a guy. You know, he did protect uh, Larusa. He's very close with uh, Tony. He loved playing for him. Other guys, you know, some of our guys didn't. He did. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think, you know, you gotta, you know, clear out the space there at, at first base, you know, get bond over there, you know, that sort of thing, maybe make the team more athletic, you know, nothing against, uh, Abreu and, you know, he was great in Chicago, you know, one of the best signs ever, they ever made, but I think you got to, uh, stir things up in that clubhouse. Bob Nightnick Gale, our good friend from USA Today, who breaks millions of stories, including the one about Tony Larusa not returning along with Dan Bernstein, per- pretty much at the same time, uh, came up with this uh, revelation. Bob, uh, why not Ozzie Guillen in the mind of the front office? Why is he not being considered one of the most popular and productive managers in White Sox history around the team uh, doing pre and post game? Um, Everybody uh, thought until he went to Miami that he was one of the best managers in the history of the White Sox. Why not Ozzie? 
you know, it's almost like, you know, why hasn't any other team hired Ozzy either? I think just because he's kind of a loose cannon and, and teams get intimidated by that. Uh, you know, they get afraid of what he might do, what he might say. Uh, he's his own man. Uh, you know, I, even when he uh, got let go by the Marlins, I mean, you know, he was younger then and stuff, and, you know, he never really got a shot. I just don't <clears throat> think they want to go that route. Uh, I, I don't see it. Uh, you know, he's. I think they realize that, you know, they're not going to control Ozzy by any means. Uh, I'm not sure they controlled Twiddler Roos either. You know, they wanted more control. I'm not sure you're going to have control with Ozzy. Bob, when you look at a guy like Joe Spada and you wonder about the succession plan in Houston, he's got a lot of respect and he will get a lot of interest and has already interviewed for managerial positions. What does the future hold for him? And he might he be a guy the White Sox should take a good hard look at? Well, just no experience. I mean, you know, I know his name is banging about, but there's been a million job openings the last few years and no one's hired him. So, you know, why why haven't they hired him? I think people have questions about him and things like that. Uh, you know, there's even some debate uh, in the Astros organization how good he is. So, uh, I don't. I think where the White Sox are, you know, you want a guy that's ready to take him to the next level. You don't want to go through growing pains with the manager. I think it's probably be much better off, you know, in a place like, you know, Miami or Kansas City. Looking at the playoffs, I know you're in St. Louis covering the uh, the Phillies and the Cardinals. What a shocker you had to watch last night, those six runs in the ninth inning. Um, David and I were talking about the, the Cardinals pitching, and if, if Jose Quintana is your number one right now with Flaherty still, you know, iffy and still coming back, uh, are you really a team that uh, should be considered going there? I mean, they're they're day everybody's a day away from elimination in the wild card today. Yeah, I, mean, I thought that was you know the biggest mismatch of uh, the whole postseason that pitching matchup. <clears throat> but hey, get Quintana credit. I mean, he pitched great for them. Uh, they knew what they were doing. I mean, it's not their race. I mean, they got you know better pitchers. The guy tonight, Miles, you know, Nicholas is a, a better pitcher than Quintana. Uh, but yeah, once again, the pitching matchup favors Philadelphia. I thought St. Louis would win this series just because something in October brings out the best, the best in the Cardinals. They always overachieve in the, in October. So, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, they don't have those horses in the rotation, and I think they're going to uh, spend some big money <clears throat> this winter and go, you know go get that type of guy. You know, Bob, you have the benefit of of seeing how other teams operate throughout the league and. And you have that perspective that I think is you take advantage of with your experience of, of being able to report and understand the cultures of, of all these organizations. And I, I say that because I'm curious about what your thought process is, what your thought is on the White Sox sticking with the status quo in their front office. You know, since Rick Hahn took over in 2012, 27 of the 29 other teams have had changes at the top changes with their general manager you look at they did in kansas city you look at detroit and you look around baseball only mike rizzo and brian cashman are still in the job on the job uh, when rick Hahn took over he hasn't won a world series and frankly they haven't won a playoff game so i wonder i expected them to maybe consider making some changes that you often see in professional sports in major league baseball they didn't why didn't they yeah, I mean, I just think it's <clears throat> strictly Jerry Reinsdorf's loyalty. I really do. <clears throat> I mean, there have been some guys fired in that organization, the front office, that, you know, they're still getting paid. Uh, some guys are still in the, in the media guide and with vice president titles. 
and you know, the guy hasn't had anything to do with the organization for years. So, yeah, just strictly loyalty. I mean, a lot of people in baseball, you know, echo the same sentiments, like what's going on there? How can they have it, uh, you know, turn that thing over? Uh, you know, it's been so many uh, bad years since they won the uh, the World Series in 05. So, but I, yeah, I just think that's Jerry Reinsdorf being loyal, you know, maybe to a, a fault sometimes. But a, uh, you look in baseball, maybe all the sports, but particularly baseball, there's there's no one that has that kind of loyalty. Bob, uh, looking at Milwaukee, if Stearns becomes the uh, president of the New York Mets, does does that put Craig Council in a situation where he's close to being a free agent manager? And could he possibly in the mix be in the mix if there's a volatile offseason here where Stearns leaves to become the uh, the Mets president? Yeah, I know Stearns doesn't have that opt-out. I still think the up control for him <clears throat> for one more year because they didn't get to a World Series, which could have triggered a, an opt-out. I don't see it. You know, Council's from Wisconsin. He loves it there. Uh, I don't think that, you know, big thing, if Stearns leaves, it doesn't mean he's upset. It uh, doesn't mean they're going to tear down the organization and uh, start rebuilding. They're not going to do that. I mean, Council would be a great fit. I, I completely agree. Uh, he, was at, he was out there, you know, jump all over him. But I just don't see him. Uh, I don't see him leaving. Last thing I have before we let you go, Bob, and I really appreciate your time this morning. Got to ask you about the Cubs. This is a big off season for them. You know they finished thirty nine and thirty one in the since the All Star break. They, their last twenty two games, they were sixteen and six. A lot of young pitching that they feel optimistic about, and I think that we have heard Jed Hoyer, who's speaking Monday, vow to be aggressive this off season. We know they can afford to be aggressive. What do you expect in this uh, hot stove period from the Cubs this offseason and, and how, uh, how aggressive they might be? Well, I think they'll be aggressive. I think they're, you know, they're telling the world they're going to spin and, you know, they got to get a shortstop. There's so many great shortstop out there. You know, I think the perfect guy for him is Alexander Bogarts. You know, he's going to opt out of his contract in, in Boston. Great guy, uh, a team leader, obviously Hoyer. Uh, knows him from uh, the Boston days. So uh, I would think, you know, of all the shortstops out there, he would be the perfect fit. And then, you know, to kind of build from there. You know, the one thing about, uh, you know, I know the Cubs finish so strong, but, uh, you know, as Bruce knows, you talk to scouts, and they say that, that, that two times that you can't get crude judgments are uh, spring training in the month of September, just because it's a different animal. So, you know, it's, it's nice building, you know, finishing strong, everything like that. But I don't think you can realize that, okay, these guys pitch well in September. That means they're going to, you know, translate to next April. It just doesn't work that way. So, but I would think it's, I would think it's been, particularly the tenants being down. And uh, yeah, let's be honest, it's, it's a winnable division. It's the right division to be in because the Cardinals never spend much money either, but, you know, but they win. Bob, we appreciate your time as always. And, Keep up uh, the great coverage, the great ability to break stories, and uh, we look forward to your next uh, visit here, which hopefully we'll talk to you in the late playoffs and during the World Series. Have a great game out there in St. Louis. Take care. Thanks, Bob. All right, look forward to it. See you, David. See you, Bruce. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.